Before we get to episode 167, I just wanted to take a minute to ask for your support of the Keystone Chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. Go to supportkeystonechapter.org, scroll down, there's a text field there that has $50 in it, and you certainly don't have to give that much to make a difference. Any amount you give is greatly appreciated and would be very helpful. Again, supportkeystonechapter.org. Payments are handled by PayPal, but you don't need a PayPal account. You can use any credit or debit card. Again, we would really appreciate your support. Thank you so much. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 167 of the I Can't See You podcast. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really appreciate you joining me for this episode, (laughs) and let me tell you how difficult it has been to bring you this episode. I recorded the whole episode yesterday, Thursday, the 17th, Ziggy's 15th month anniversary, and the audio levels were so poor that I was afraid to release it fearing that no one would be able to hear me. And and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe I'd get more downloads that way. So as I was editing it, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to waste any more time editing it. I'm going to just redo it. So please let me know, and, and I'm recording this a different way. I'm recording this through my computer as opposed to through my Zoom PodTrack P4, although everything is going through the Zoom PodTrack P4. So when I say something funny, I can still do this. So that still works, (laughs) although the joke might not be funny and need that. So a couple of things that I wanted to talk about, and I'm going to try and be a little more brief than I usually am because I don't want to spend time editing this. I'm going to try and do it as best I can without too many you knows and too many coughing fits. At least since I'm recording through the computer, it can be paused when I do have to cough. And that part makes it easier, and then I won't go through and listen and hear some other mistakes that I think I, ooh, have to take that out. So the first thing is recording the episode. I started late yesterday because I was editing and pushing to get out an episode of White Canes Connect, and you can listen to episode 21 of White Canes Connect wherever you get your podcasts. I guess that's actually not true. Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, there's a direct download link that I will put in the show notes. Uh, You can get it through at PA Blind Podcast on Twitter. You can listen there. And I think I'm forgetting one place. Oh, yes, Amazon Music, uh, also known as something else. Audible, maybe? Just over at Amazon, you could get it. (laughs) So you can look there for that. And it was a good episode, and I loved going through and editing it. And I I really do like the edits. And as I've said previously, when an edit is great, no one notices and thinks that it's just the natural flow of the conversation. And I did have to fix a couple of things in it. And I love doing that. So people won't have any idea that somebody started coughing in the middle and, and whatnot. So I was late doing that because I wanted to get that published on Thursday. Because the subject of the show was a new senior group for the NFB of Pennsylvania. They have a meeting coming up next week, so I wanted to get that episode out in plenty of time so people could hear it, and hopefully anybody 50 or over or caring for somebody 50 or over uh, would be able to listen and learn about it and then join the call next Wednesday, the 23rd. 
So I did get that out, and I actually published that before I started to record. So I actually didn't start recording my podcast until last night after I ate dinner. And that's always trouble because usually that late in the day, my voice is shot, especially after eating, and it's it's kind of gravelly, and it's just not nearly as good as it is now. <laughs> so, of course, that's saying something. So I do appreciate you listening to this episode, and... I'd also like to know, how does it sound? Is there a hum? Because I kind of hear a little hum, and I hope that I'm mistaken with that. I hope everything else sounds okay. The audio levels seem okay, but again, I can't really see that well, So, and I'll get into that in a minute. So let me know. You can reach out via email, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com, or, of course, there's always the phone number, which I would love for you to give a call and leave a message. You have up to three minutes, 646-926-6350. Again, that's 646-926-6350. Please reach out, let me know how I sound. And again, I, you know, you, you can critique my voice if you want, but I'm really looking, <laughs> I'm really looking for... You know, is there a hum? Is it too loud? Is it too soft? Are there pops? Anything like that. And of course, if you want to tell me other things, that's fine too. And I realized today when I was on the phone with my insurance company, and I'm not going to get into it much here, but I came up with this great idea. And now we're getting into the meat of this, this episode, which I talked about in the first uh, iteration of this episode yesterday, my, my surgery has been scheduled for the 12th of April. And so over the last week, I've been thinking, what am I going to do when I'm quote unquote recovering? I don't know how long I'm not going to be able to see anything again. They're, they're operating on the eye that actually has a little bit of sight and it's not great sight, but it's still something. And back Two months ago, when I was reading the 2400 line, I thought, man, my vision sucks. And now I couldn't, like I mentioned last week, even see the 2400 line or even notice that there was a letter up there. So I was walking around the house the other day and I was reaching for a cabinet, uh, an upper cabinet in the kitchen. And as I reached my hand out, I noticed I, I noticed I couldn't see. I apologize for that. I just hit the boom arm of the microphone. I reached my hand out, and I couldn't see my hand. Uh, sometimes when I reach my hand out, I can see a little bit of it. Sometimes when I reach my hand out, and I look a little to the left, because again, that side, the left side of my left eye is where, if I have any kind of vision, that's, that's where I get it from, from the left side um, of that eye. And so I was reaching out for this cabinet pull, you know, the handle, and... I couldn't see it. I couldn't see my hand or or the pull for that matter. But usually I, I don't see the pull. And I usually try to start reaching before I'm that close because, again, I don't want to jam my fingers because they're always swollen already with the arthritis. So when I did that, I then walked slowly towards the cabinet until I actually felt the cabinet and then I felt for the handles. And so I realized how bad my vision was. And, and as I was saying to my friend Lisa, I... I it was like a magic trick. You know, I stretched my arm out in front of me and poof, my hands were gone. I mean, I know they were still there, but I couldn't see them and, um, you know, but they were there. I know for sure because they're still here. <laughs> so I realized that even with the surgery and not being able to see anything, I thought, well, 
what am I going to do to keep my time occupied? And, I'm, and I thought, you know, I'm going to do the same thing I do every day. I'm going to sit and I'm going to go on my phone. I'm going to check emails and I'm going to, I'm going to do all sorts of the same stuff that I already do. I'm going to go on the internet. I'm going to check my fantasy hockey lineup. I'm in fourth place still, by the way. Uh, ice pugs. Frank is just running away with it. He's got a thousand more points than I do. And I'm going to do all that. Now, one of the things that I might not be able to do well is to go on the computer. And I don't like to answer important emails on my phone because if anybody has ever used dictation on their phones, you know what you get sometimes. And so any kind of important email where I want to make sure everything is right, I usually wait until I go on the computer and then I type it. Now, I have been practicing with voiceover and trying as hard as I can not to reach for the mouse because, again, when you can't see, you don't use the mouse because you don't know where the mouse is on the screen. So everything is done by keyboard shortcuts. And some of the keyboard shortcuts on a Mac are, you know, for everyone. You know, they're for, you know, whether you have voiceover on or not. You know, to start a new email when you're in mail, you just hit the Apple key, which is Command, right next to the space bar, and N, and that will start a new one, and all sorts of things like that. So you can do that anyway. So I've tried to get myself more into that instead of typing up an email and then looking for the send button on the top of the email, which now I, I certainly wouldn't be able to see today. There's just no way, uh, or yesterday, or probably the day before, or the day before. And the, the doctor told me that as time goes on, my vision may get a little bit worse before the surgery. But I promised myself when things started to go wrong that I was going to be more prepared now to deal with little or no sight than I was when I was actually legally blind, became legally blind back around 15 years ago. I've been low vision my entire life. And I knew the day was going to come where I wasn't going to be able to see much or anything. I had always hoped that that wouldn't come, and I still hope that it wouldn't come, because even a little vision is better than no vision. And, and so I thought about that, and that's when the doctor said, hey, you got to have this surgery, and this is what we're going to do. And I, my immediate thoughts were, what if I can't see anything? And I thought, you know, I'm going to be ready. And I'm going to try to remain as positive as possible. And there are other things going on besides eye issues and medical issues, for that matter, that sometimes make the positivity thing for me very difficult. And, but I'm going to try and remain as positive as I can. And then something happened to a friend of mine the other day at work, and she needed emergency eye surgery. And it must have been bad. I don't know the whole story because she had emergency eye surgery and was in the hospital for two days. I haven't spent any night in the hospital for an eye issue since 1980. I had a surgery back on May 20th, 1980. Phillies played the Reds that day, by the way. I had the game on in my room. The final score was seven to six, but I don't remember if the Phillies won or the Reds won. Uh, you can look it up. I'm not going to, it doesn't really matter to me. I just remember watching the game. Uh, I kind of think it was a walk-off win um, for the Phils. I was in, I went in on Monday, surgery was Tuesday, got out on Friday. I had the same identical surgery back in 2003. I went in at like nine in the morning, 
and I was home by about 3 or 3.30 in the afternoon. So the fact that she was in for two nights in the hospital, and the surgery was done very late in the afternoon or early evening, so, you know, that's probably part of it. But I then started thinking one of the issues with her, whatever happened to her, she was in a lot of pain, and I had never thought about the pain aspect of the surgery and what could happen from that. And it, I started thinking about it a little more. I thought back to the detached retina surgery that I had in December of 2017 and how painful the surgery was. The recovery wasn't too painful other than I had to lay on a bed for 22 hours a day on my side. So this gas bubble in my eye held against the right spot of my retina and whatever, whatever the glue is that holds the retina to the rest of your eye. So that could, that could stay in place. And, and I'm going to have to do that with this surgery too. Not for a week though, just for a day. I'm going to have to look up to the ceiling, which I think I mentioned last week, because there's going to be a bubble in my eye that holds the cornea tissue that I'm going to get next week, or, or I'm sorry, in April, uh, to the rest of the cornea. Well, today when I was on the call, so I'm concerned about the pain issue. And I didn't have much pain from the last time. Now, I do know that when I had the same surgery done a while back, there was some pain the first night. I remember Liz took some bandages off and the plastic shield that was protecting my eye off to give me some eye drops. <laughs> and it was like a tsunami coming out of my eye. And the brightness of the TV, we had the, we had the TV on uh, and I, we were watching the news. And I just remember, you know, and it wasn't like a deep pain. It was more like a stinging pain. It wasn't, again, it wasn't like the... <laughs> The, the retina detachment surgery where I could feel them jabbing and poking and cutting and whatever they were doing in there. Um, you know, it just, it, it wasn't nearly as unpleasant as that, but it still was, you know, a little bit of pain. So when my friend had this and was saying, for example, the day after the surgery that, you know, she felt a little better and the pain wasn't as bad. And then the next day she said she was feeling even a little better after that night in the hospital and then she had gotten out of the hospital that I, I was happy to hear that. And uh, of course, and it made me think again, you know, what am I going to do if that's the issue with this? And again, I don't expect it, but I don't expect a lot of things. My, <laughs> my, uh, I don't know what you would call it. I don't want to say MO, but my, my, the thing that happens to me the most is, when I want something done, for example, we had electrical work, and I think I mentioned this back over the summer. We had some electrical work done here at our house over the summer, and the electrician said to me, I've never seen anything like that before. That's the answer I usually get from all sorts of professionals, <laughs> tradesmen, anybody that has any kind of skill that we need help with, lawyers, doctors, I've gotten it so often, and it just always makes me laugh now. And so I'm hopeful that th there's not a pain issue. And as far as seeing, obviously, I, I want it to be, I, I'd love my vision to go back to as best as it could be. And that's what 
we're all hoping for. And if it's not, I, w- I just want to be better prepared. I'm, I've been working with voiceover, like I said. I still need, I still need some help navigating web pages. I've got the email stuff down and documents down when I'm creating a document in pages. I don't have any Microsoft product on my computer unless they're a, unless they're a, an investor in a company of somebody else's software. Uh, and I know at one time they actually had investments in, in Apple. I, I don't know if that's still the case, but I don't have any Microsoft product on my computer. And I swore after I had the last version of Office for Mac, I wouldn't do it. So, and when I say the last, it wasn't the last version. It was the last version I had. Uh, so th- the pain aspect is going to be the, the challenging thing for me. And we'll see how that goes. Now, when I was on the phone with the insurance company today about my Tesla medication, which is for the psoriatic arthritis, and I was on hold and I was transferred from one person to another, I was thinking about the surgery and then I was thinking I could do a contest for the surgery. Now, you're thinking, what kind of contest could I have for that? Well, I know I've mentioned it before probably more than, <laughs> more than a dozen times at this point in 167 episodes. The last donor of my cornea tissue was a 69-year-old woman. Now, 70 is the cutoff for tissue donations. So the fact that this one got in right under the gun makes me kind of laugh again. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's a well-used cornea, it was. <laughs> so I thought, what kind of contest could I have? And I'll have to set this up. I don't have it set up yet because, like I said, I just thought of it. I'm going to set up a contest. And the contest will be this. You guess the age of the cornea that I'm going to get. And obviously, I won't know until I get it the day of the surgery. If something goes catastrophically wrong in the surgery, we'll never know, and you'll never know what it was. And sorry, there'll be no winner. <laughs> you can send <laughs> some gifts, though. <laughs> um, but usually, the doctor has some information. Not too much, but enough. Again, I, I, and I don't really care too much. Just want to know how old and male or female. And even that part doesn't matter, the male or female part. So once I set it up, there will be, and I, and I haven't thought it completely through yet, do I allow multiple picks of, multiple, of the same age and then a tiebreaker, or do I just allow one pick for that age? And I think, it's, I think it's going to be one pick per year. So if you think I get a 24-year-old cornea, very sad, but that's, um, you know, one person will get that. If you wanted 24, you have to pick 23 or 25. And I will give, and maybe this is an incentive to play, but, you know, playing, like when you play the crane game that you see in the stores and movie theaters and whatever, it's just winning is the thing. You don't really care what you get. But I will have a gift. I will have something. It will be some sort of I Can't See You merch, whether it's a mug or a T-shirt or something. It will be something. So I will have more information next week on the links to where I can do this. I have to figure out where I'm going to do it first and set all that up. But I will have that next week with the links, <laughs> and you'll be able to play, and maybe you'll win. Um, and it will be fun, I think. So 
that is all I have this week. I really appreciate you being patient with me, and I hope this one sounds okay. Remember, as I mentioned previously, reach out, 646-926-6350, if you have questions, comments, or show ideas, and you want to let me know how my audio was. You can also email me, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Let me know. And if you do send a voicemail, uh, please let me know your name and your town. So we have that. So when I play it next week <laughs> or whenever you call, uh, we can all address your name. And, you know, if you don't want to give your, your name, you could certainly just give a fake name. But I'd like to know. It'd be interesting to, uh, to hear where everybody's calling from. And also, if you have not rated and reviewed the show, I would really appreciate that wherever you're listening. It helps the show grow. And I have to be honest with you, we have had an increase in downloads over the last, uh, say, two months. And I do appreciate that. And I do appreciate you sticking in for this long. I appreciate your patience, like I said, with this episode. And show notes, as always, going to be at icantseeyou.com slash 167. Remember, I can't see you sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash 167. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're well. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.